1 to 3 p.m. Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. A very good afternoon and thank you so much uh, for joining us. It is six minutes past one and this is Lifetime Live with me, Chrisalda Tutumashe at SAFM Radio. You join us uh, from 104 to 107 FM nationwide. And uh, today you can connect with us on the phone at 089-110-4208. 089-110-4208 and uh, connect with us via SMS at 40938. SMS is charged at 150. And unfortunately, we don't have uh, WhatsApp uh, voice note today. And uh, as you connect with us at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook, you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And today we're talking to young people, young people who turned their tragedy into um, a, a triumphant story uh, and, and a story of hope, a story of um, helping those who find themselves in a, a challenging situation of uh, testing HIV positive and not knowing where to find help and they are going to join us on the line uh, to just uh, uh, talk to us about their journey and uh, what their contribution is to society and what they've learned over the years and if there's any improvement in how we communicate to young people as we say young people are the future and uh, we also do have our words of wisdom Mr. Velindaba uh, will be joining us uh, today and uh, in I'm, I am an African we look at uh, you know some of the pageants that are promoting African values and and supporting uh, practices that are cultural. Um, is it not time for us to support more of those, or is it a futuristic kind of question and uh, maybe unfair to your Miss South Africa's? Uh, and and it's interesting that uh, whenever there is a Miss South Africa, uh, when a Miss South Africa goes overseas to represent South Africa, they always make sure that they take South Africa with them um, and and showcase uh, cultures, uh, diversity. Uh, colors is it not time that uh, perhaps beauty pageants look at that and we are going to be uh, speaking to founder of indoni miss cultural sa who's going to tell us about the achievements thus far and uh, in our this ability feature we look at uh, international day of uh, disabled persons and connect with a ceo of uh, access techniques um, ceo of access techniques and uh, these uh, this organization they provide uh, people with disabilities, uh, opportunities um, to access opportunities uh, technically and that's what we're going to be focusing on and we begin our conversation uh, this afternoon and thank you once again for joining us uh, with uh, Spogazi uh, to all those who did great work in, in using their stories uh, to help us um, immediately after the sport break we are going to say Siabulela, Spogazi helps us to say Siabulela Wow, indeed. Thank you so much once again uh, for connecting with us. And uh, that's Pogazi Seabulela. And uh, we, we thank all those who've used their pain um, to, to give hope. Uh, in our midst uh, and, and as we deal with HIV and AIDS uh, in our time. And uh, thank you for using your story and thank you for not being victims but victors. And we're speaking to two young people who have uh, used their lives uh, to just, you know, uh, change the tide and not uh, expose themselves or talk about themselves as victims, um, but rather people who have conta- conquered. I love what uh, Lebohang Mutsumi says, that I am not 
HIV positive. I'm not a virus. I'm a person living with HIV. And she's also written a book. And Brenda um, uh, Lebohang Motsumi uh, is joining us right now on the line. Good afternoon and welcome, Brenda. All right. Um, we uh, we have Gokezo on the line right now. Uh, Gokezo, who's uh, used her story uh, to help young people accept. One of the biggest challenges uh, right now in our country is people just accepting their status. Uh, what are some of the challenges in acceptance? And that's what we're going to focus on. And she's also a trainer, uh, training those young people who want to know more about health and wellness and uh, HIV in particular. Koketso Mokhetwa is joining us on the line. Good afternoon and welcome Koketso. Good afternoon, Kokonga. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Um, Koketso, thank you so much for taking our call. We're talking about, you know, the rebranding of HIV. Gone are the days of, and uh, may his soul rest in peace, um, of, of young people who would be portrayed like Kolani Nkosi, known to many as Nkosi Johnson, uh, who would be p- portrayed as just what AIDS look like. Uh, so many years later, we have young people who are active, who, who are productive and uh, you are one such uh, young person. Good afternoon once again, and uh, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much, Cassandra. Um, yes, we do have young people like me and Lavachamosunivo together hand in hand. Um, like what we always do is that we try to focus most on young people that early HIV classes. We are not given a platform, mm. but we push ourselves to be listened. So we force so much people that you know what they're still alive after HIV and we really push as hard as we can just to minimize the stigma. It's not possible but it's up to a person to desi- to decide if they're gonna be acting up. But I don't know how we having it in South Africa but yeah. I'm I'm inviting that yeah, with the talks and the events that we're attending. So what are some of the challenges young people face in just getting out there and testing? Um, young people are facing, let me say, ignorance. Mm. They're facing stigma because now with us coming out, everybody's like being ashamed or being scared to say that they won't be defending us. And the families, I think the support that we don't have, the support that they have, it's not the one that we have. We, we lack support from family members, from friends or from companies or people that we're working with. So if you were to just uh, take a dipstick right now, uh, more and more people are testing. But are people informed enough to then know what to do after testing? I don't think they're informed enough because we still get a number of suicides arising. We still have a lot of people who call it committing suicide. Mm. And we still have a number of people. So I think the, the people that's counseling, I think we need to go into depth with uh, HIV and make people understand and see that there's still life after it. So I think the way we're doing it, we're doing it according to the book, but we don't do it. I think... With us having to have a five, what is one-on-one and interviews and programs and everything, it's up to a person what is the person decide. But with us, I don't think we're doing much. All right, uh, we're taking your calls right now, 089-110-4208, uh, 089-110-4208, as we reflect on, um, has HIV been rebranded? And uh, would you are you comf- comfortable and confident uh, to go out and, and just get to know your status? Speaking to young people who have done this in their lives and now teaching others, let's pay the bills. So, you've reached a T-junction on the road. You can go left. All right. 
Within but, uh, we invite you to connect with us uh, um, both at SAFM Radio and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and at Positive GP. That's where you find us uh, both Twitter and uh, Instagram and on Facebook, uh, Chrisalda Sambeso uh, Dudumash and also at SAFM Radio. Um, that's where you can connect with us and uh, give us a call on 089-110-4208. We're speaking right now uh, to Kokeetz Ongmukhetwa who is uh, she she's a teacher uh, she helps young people in how to accept their status and uh, she's also a trainer now Koketo, if you were to give someone a tip on accepting their status what would it be um what i would only what i only say is that everybody's given an obstacle or a challenge so with me what i always encourage is that you all have problems you all have issues you all have sicknesses you all go into your certain things so it's not you who deserves to be a person. Mm. It's not you who deserves to go through what you're going through. We have we, lo- we lose our loved ones, we lose family, we lose boyfriends, we lose husbands. But it's not you who deserves to have this. So for me, I would always encourage and tell the students to say that let's just accept it. It's not easy to accept. And if you have enough support, like people like us, to work with and push you or work with you through this road, because you never know. There is people that can listen or want to work with you throughout this journey to find the right people. Awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that. And right now we go all the way to Washington and uh, we'll be joined by Lebohang Brenda Mutsumi. Good afternoon and welcome, Brenda. Good afternoon or good morning, my side, but good afternoon, your side. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're good. Um, am I too late to say congratulations? Because I learned that now. I, I, I really wasn't aware. Uh, congratulations are in order um, for, for the engagement. And uh, thank you for the work that you do. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, Osi. Thank you so much. I'll thank speak so like much. a mom now and say I'm waiting for that grandchild. Uh, but that's a conversation for another day. For another day. So, so let's talk about, I mean, we, we've uh, touched uh, with Koket, so we've touched on the current challenges that young people are facing in just getting to know their status. And I'm, I'm sure that it cuts across, um, that yeah. stigma still does exist. Yeah. Is, is that the same uh, experience that you have? Um, most definitely. Um, stigma and discrimination, I think, is the biggest barrier in the fight that we are facing against HIV and AIDS, you know. And I think it's simply because certain or young people or people in general still have a face or still put a face to HIV, rather, you know. Mm. And I think that is why people feel they don't need to get tested because they don't look a certain way. And I think that is the biggest, biggest challenge. And above everything else, the challenge of just being seen in a tent that's written HIV testing. Automatically, you get stigmatized for that. What were mm. you doing? You know, just mentioning the fact that you want to go for an HIV test again is a problem because people are thinking, okay, what have you been getting up to? Because um, HIV is still linked to being promiscuous, you know, and we're still battling issues that we were battling 30 years ago and trying to fix that mess yeah, 30 years ago today. And that is why I still feel that stigma is still one of the biggest things in South Africa. I'm glad you actually connect to it as a mess. Um, in your view, what are some of the um, messages that we put out there that created so much confusion? I think the biggest one, which I sadly still see written on walls when you drive around in a location and they write AIDS K 
kills, mm. you know, or HIV kills or whatever. That okay, but I understand the message because it was really happening back then, where people were really passing away because there was no access to medication, and because it was just, I guess, we didn't know how to communicate and we didn't know that we're going to get to a point where we have medication, it's manageable and people can live long lives, you know? Mm. But just how do we change that AIDS kills message and just bring it to a different messaging? And I think another thing also is we really can't blame activists and people who were trying to do the work back then. For us, it's just to continue from where they've left off and literally just change the face of HIV. But you can't move forward when you don't acknowledge where you've gone wrong. Um, It's like having directions and uh, uh, you just continue moving forward and not looking at where you've taken a wrong turn um, because it is in acknowledging that that we'll be able to just undo some of the teachings. When a person says to label, um, you, Lebua AIDS. What is that statement saying? Because they people say this all the time. People say this, and you know, shockingly enough, um, you still get this from when you get interviewed, right? Or you are part of a certain event, and um, the facilitator is speaking, or people are speaking, and you still get people who say things like AIDS. And mm. I sit there and I'm like, but why are we so comfortable to continue using this language? Because I cannot AIDS, I'm living with HIV type of thing, you know? Mm. And I think, again, it's going back to the drawing board and sitting together. And I think biggest thing that we don't have amongst us, especially HIV activists, we don't have an intergenerational relationship where the older activists sit with us, the younger activists, and we just have dialogue, you know, and talk about this is what happened, this is what's happening, and this is what we think we should be doing from henceforth. There's that gap that we lack because we all work in solos. We don't want to, I don't know if it's a matter of not wanting to come together and working together, but I always stress the importance of collaborating our works in our different areas that we're doing our work in. And that's another thing that will help, you know, but I, it's scary that you find even influential people use the word AIDS. And I don't understand whether it's ignorance or it's because we really do still see HIV as AIDS. It's comfortable. Go back and repeat the whole thing. I really don't understand because even this thing, you have AIDS. And I'm like, but I don't have, I'm living with it, I'm not holding it, it's not tangible, it's not in my hands, it's something that's within my blood, you know, but it's, it's yeah, it's one of those challenges that I, I believe if we continue having this conversation on a daily basis, we'll definitely fight, because another thing, OC, we wait for certain days and certain times to talk about HIV, and throughout the whole year we forget, or rather we choose not to communicate about it unless something tra- like tragic happens or we're getting stats from schools and whatever yeah. day we want to have the conversation but I think the more we continuously have the conversation on a daily basis and we are in people's faces and we talk about this and the more people are then prone to start using the correct language. I think from where I sit I appreciate that even you know there is a day where people take time out uh, to just have a conversation and talk about this challenge the unfortunate reality is that um, we we talk in silos. Um, even the Minister of Health, I hear him all the time saying people have HIV AIDS and uh, it's a discussion that we need to pick with him. Uh, now, Koke, so in your experience, uh, what are some of the ignorant statements that you've had and um, it, it just got you shaking your head? My, my, my. Um, I think the biggest thing is that 
<laughs> um, the ignorance that I faced was when I was rejected by my fiancé's family. Wow. Um, because, first, is because I'm black. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Second is because of um, HIV crisis. I'm not supposed to be talking about my HIV status because now that we engaged, I should be secretive about my HIV status. And my fight with them is that can you guys learn and understand me before anything else? Can you guys understand who Kogeza is? Besides the HIV, know who Kogeza is. Because now I've been 20, what, 27 years living with it. I was born with it. And mm-hmm. no one called for HIV to come to me. So the way they're making it, it's like I've been sleeping around because that's how they say it. And it's just what is known that I've had. And I'm educating more people and more youth about it to say that you still look beautiful with what is without your HIV. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to classify them. All right. So let's take your calls on 0891-104-208, and uh, your SMS is at 40938. SMS is charged at 150. Here's the news headlines with Utsi Lesaku. Lifetime Live with Chriselda Tutumashe. All right, uh, having a conversation around rebranding HIV and just looking at uh, why is it that so many years later people still fear knowing their status. I'm talking to young people who have turned the tide and used their stories uh, to ignite hope. Brenda um, Mutsumi, Lebohang Brenda Mutsumi, is an author and uh, activist joining us uh, from Washington. And we also have Koke uh, Zomoketwa, um, who is a teacher. Um, she teaches young people how to accept their status and uh, also um, does training she was born HIV positive and even saying that I mean it's like we're justifying it um, uh, uh, Hang. when we would uh, talk about you as um, Hang living with HIV and Brenda also living with HIV um, but Brenda was born with HIV yeah there's, there's you know and I I, I I am glad you're bringing this up because within our own spaces, we also tend to separate ourselves. That I got infected this way, you got infected this mm. way. And there's also a sense of, I've seen this in spaces where I'm, I've had it for 20, oh, I've been living with it rather for 20 years. Um, you, um, there's a sense of, I guess it's competition or what's really happening where we compete against each other with our stories and we try and make it as though it's better. Like, you'd find people who'd say, I've been to my deathbed, you know? You don't know how that feels like. But is it really a matter of being got deathbed in Yahoo, or is it because, I mean, we're really fighting the same battles. They might be on a different level, but at the end of the day, we are all infected with HIV and literally face the same battles. And we just tend to want to make competition out of our life circumstances, which for me, really confuses me. Even in a place where you go to events, you know, when they talk about someone born with HIV and talk about someone who got infected through a sexual experience or whatever other way they got infected, then there's also uh, the one who's been born, who was born with HIV carries more burden than the next and then the one who was just infected. It's, it's really huge, huge struggles. And just the other day in my speech, I was actually saying that we need to fix our house before we even go and fix the house outside because we have our own structural and discriminatory battles within our HIV and AIDS field, lack of a better explanation. We've got our struggles and we've got our mm. fight that 
if we don't resolve, how will we then expect to fight discrimination and stigma if we ourselves stigmatize each other? I always get told, you're too beautiful to be living with HIV. And this is within our spaces, not from people outside. And then it makes me wonder, but how am I supposed to look if that's what you're going to tell me? I guess one of the things that I did, um, and, and perhaps a tip to the both of you, is stop looking at what other people are saying and, and just look within and uh, uh, factor that thing that makes you uniquely you. Um, because when you try and conform, uh, you'll never satisfy people. Uh, okay, so let's just uh, talk about, I mean, in, in your area of expertise, uh, when you teach about how to successfully accept HIV, uh, what are some of the statements that you still receive to date? I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, where a person would say, I've listened to you for so many years, 15 years, I've followed your journey, I've followed um, your, your your talks, but I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to die. I tested yesterday. There's something, you know, uncomfortable about that statement. Because if you've followed and you've heard what a person uh, has been saying, why are you scared of death? Do you believe that people are selective in accepting information that helps them to learn? Yes, I think it's, remember, it's about every individual. So understanding who you are makes everything easy for you to accept. So now if you're going to be having that for Mangore, Mangore, and Mangore not saying that, it's going to be hard for you. So what I usually do before I start talking about HIV or my journey or anything, I actually make you understand who you are. And then mm. I help you and give you tools. And then that's where you have to understand and realize that I'm worth more than just HIV. That's so then it. you then I get okay, so just came with just a story fan and you can make your own story and maybe be, be somebody that's better than what I've just approached you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So Write your own script. Let's go to the lines now. 0891-104-208. Galala, you're joining us from Cape Town. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sister Krista and your guest. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Actually, thank you uh, for being our first caller because I was worried we are in different yes, studios today. Yes. And now, I was worried me, are we... What, what made me to call Sister Krista is, mm. unless if I was mistaken, yeah. the introduction you say is, is young ladies, mm-hmm. they are not playing victim, but they are victors. Yeah. Like the winners. Yeah. But now, Along the conversation, your guest in Washington, I do feel that he's not a winner now. He's play, she's now like a victim. Because why I'm saying this, I heard in a speech saying that people say, like, HIV kills. It's like something that can hurt, especially if you are having it, you can feel like, oh, it's like... A, Galala, can I correct that? Can I correct that so that your contribution would be relevant to the conversation? She was talking about some of the ignorant statements that people still make. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, that as now. you okay. drive, you will find, um, you know, on walls, people writing AIDS or mm. vic- HIV kills. And, and she was reflecting on that, that those things mm. are the things that are drawing us back to heading where we're supposed to be when it comes to HIV knowledge. Okay. Oh, no, I got now. I got the point. But you can see now, that's why we need that education. Because oh, like absolutely. Myself, I saw it a sleep, slippery flop. I'm like, but why is she... Not help with that, you understand? Yeah, That's yeah. why we need that education anyway. No, most But what definitely. I want to say also is, yeah. people who are infected by this mm-hmm. virus, 
must also try to be patient with people who don't understand it yet. Because from the beginning, as it started, it's, uh, you can remember, we did not understand it well as it's coming clear now. But is so that an a, is that a fair start, ask, though, Galal? Is that a fair ask? Thirty-five years later, why do other people's ignorance? Uh, why do why does that have to be my burden? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you the fact why. Yeah. In South Africa, at least it's developed. Everything is clear. But you mm. must remember the society is mixed. Other countries, even to get access to the teaching, even to talk about it as we're talking now. Look, I'm calling mm. to talk. And you, you, the president, and others who are comfortable to talk about it. Sure. Like in Congo, where I come from, if you look at even the person like this, who that person, who knows that you know that he's infected, mm. that person even gets upset. He thinks you are thinking this, you are thinking this. So, you know, must understand that it's a mixed culture. We yeah. are ignorant. Absolutely. Thank so you. Thank you for bringing that to light, Kalal. people feel like that, but that must not hold you back on teaching. And on winning, when we continue to be the winner. That's it. Because I'll take you to the insurance company. Why insurance company give condition about that? Those are the big guys that actually who must bring change. Yeah. Not but anymore, still, actually. Not anymore. You now can uh, get a, a cover, uh, a life cover, uh, even yeah. when you're HIV positive. So we've moved right along. Thank you so much uh, for, you. for g- okay. giving us that insight, Kalala. Um, because when we connect to your level of knowledge, we're able to influence you uh, to become a better conversant uh, person when it comes to HIV and AIDS issues. Uh, let's uh, as we say goodbye, this World AIDS Day, what is your message to South Africans? I think my message also is just to really encourage people to get tested because we need to know who's living with HIV, get them on treatment so that we, we know you equals to you, right? And just, just, just go out there and get tested and take your health into your hands. It doesn't matter what people say, whether you, I mean, it doesn't matter what people say mm. because people will speak regardless. Whether you get tested, you don't get tested. Whether you die, live, people will always have something to say about you. And it needs to get to a point whereby you take your health into your hands and you do this for yourself, for your future, for your kids, for those around you because knowing that you are living with HIV. Awesome. Thank you. Only- Thank you very much for um, sharing that. Uh, thank you, Brenda, for joining us uh, all the way from Washington. Come back home safe now. Well, thank you very All much. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, we also um, saying goodbye to Koketo. Um, Koketo Mokhetwa. What is your message this World AIDS Day 2018, almost 35 years later since we've known HIV? It's older than you, actually. <laughs> way older than me. Um, what, I only, what, what I just told you is that I can't change my HIV status, but we can still change our extras towards it. Towards people that's living with it or towards people that's not living with it. We are all affected. If you're not infected, you are affected by it. Mm. So let us learn and understand and get to understand the next person, how they feel. As we South Africans, we just have to accept and really realize that we very much ignore it and learn. You must learn and read more and understand before you can start stigmatizing others. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. And uh, thank you, Koketo Mokhetwa and Lebohang Brenda Mutsumi. Thank you so much for using your stories to inspire hope. Thank you.